What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Nation Network. I know we always talk about the game and recap it. Do we really need to? I mean, is it is anything changed from this game? To I mean, we'll do you know next week, obviously a full season kind of breakdown of what we what our thoughts are going into the off season. But I mean, I don't think there's any reason to analyze you know the whole entirety of the game. There's a few pointers we can make about the game. My biggest one. You're meaning to tell me that. DJ couldn't have been doing this all season. Where was the DJ production? Where was his DJ involvement all year? Like we, we, it's like he didn't exist up until this week. It's correct. Well, I mean, watching Jeff Nixon and this offense operate, they 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 ran a dumbed down version of the of the Joe Brady system, which I don't understand. Couldn't include a bunch of reverses, a bunch a, a bunch of orbit motions to get DJ more involved. I had like one or two. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had a couple, but it seemed like this week. They figured out how to do it consistently on a play and play out basis to get DJ involved. We, I, I don't know. We, we, it's like they haven't. I mean, it's like it's like they, they may have just now watched the tape from his rookie season and seen that he's got a lot more ability than just running routes and running slants. So I mean, I, I don't know. It's just it, it's all a culmination of what we've been watching all year. End up with two at, at, at the coaching positions, and we just had to watch it tr- trickle down to the players. Let, let me just let me just encompass the entire season, and we're going to talk about it. I know with the fourth down call, and you have Sam Darnold run a quarterback sneak, who happens to stand straight up. I think doesn't lean forward, but stand straight up. And afterwards, when you're asked why not Cam, the response from your head coach is, "Well, both could make that play." Um, no, they can't. <laughs> At least one can't. The other one can. So I'm going to encompass that game in the entire year into that one moment in time of, of that. Um, I, it, and of course, what did we expect the second half? You just, you know, it, 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 let me break down. Let me, let me tell you, let me, <laughs> let me put the Matt rule comment into perspective. I can make chicken and rice. I can make chicken and rice and broccoli. So can Gordon Ramsay. Dad, who's Gordon, who's chicken and rice would you rather have? Uh, I'm going with uh, the the master chef, the owner of Hell's Kitchen. I'm going absolutely. With, uh, you're, not, you're not going to eat my dry, unseasoned chicken. You're going to eat whatever Gordon Ramsay is making because that's the smart decision. Deontay Foreman and Derrick Henry can both run the ball. Who's going to be running the ball next week? Derrick Henry. Henry. You're not yep. going to put Deontay Foreman in. You, he'll like, play. He'll play. But I'm going play. with he'll, he'll play. Right. He'll play. He'll he'll play. Yes. And I hope, honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if the Panthers. You know, Amir. You know, he can step off if he wants. I wouldn't mind a Chuba. Deontay Foreman duo. I wouldn't mind that at all. We'll, we'll d- dive into it later. The one thing I want to say that I learned from this game, we can do with, Ch- with Chuba and Amir. We can, we can, we can thrive running wise with Chuba and Amir. I see. We, I see. We can survive. I think we, I mean, they did fairly we well. Amir still seems like he has some miles on him and Chuba, I think has developed the, he's been, he's the, he's the, he's the rookie of the year for the Panthers without a question, without question. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. He, he, I mean, he, he definitely improved from early in the season where he couldn't, you know, trip when he couldn't quit, quit tripping over his own feet. to now he looked like he had a little bit better, a lot more, a lot more better contact balance. Um, seemed more comfortable running the ball in between the tackles. Got better as the season went along. So, I mean, I, I mean, he was, he was one of those rookies that had to learn under fire because, you know, because of the, McCaffrey situation, but again, I think it it, it will be beneficial long long term for him. Sure, I just think, yeah, you you can, yeah, you can run, and I think what we've learned a lot this year is, um, I think this year you can you can realize this season, 
the big running backs can go down. And if you have the right coaching staff and the right mentality, you can have guys, you know, run the football and be productive. I you mean, just gotta, you just got to have the right coaching staff with the right mindset and the right um, culture, shall we say? Um, you know, and let me just talk for a second. You know what, and I've said it before, you know what you're going to get. Sorry for the Panther fans out there. You know what you're going to get in the Tennessee Titans. You know what's going to happen. You're going to get the number one seed. You're going to get, you know, and, 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 and you, and, 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 and I, if we go down this tangent for just a second, that is what's so wrong right now with the Carolina Panthers. No, it absolutely is. And it starts with that coaching set because you take a guy, a coach who believes in the culture, who believes in the team, who loses literally his entire offense, has played 91 players, and yet gets the number one seed. You just – sure, the Panthers can deal with those two running backs. Absolutely. I mean, but, but you damn well better have the culture and the, and the staff and the offensive line to do it. And, 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 and real quick, Jack, you know, CMC, I saw last week on, you know, social media where it said reports are that they're willing to listen to, uh, you know, offers for CMC. Then Fitterer comes out today and says, you know, he's our guy. What 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 are you going to do it? Are you not going to do it? Are you going to what? I stop, stop. I mean, we don't really know where that those that's the thing that was the weird part about that statement last yeah. week. We didn't yeah. know where that was coming from. All it said was reports are, or you know, there's a motion, a notion that I, I was confused about that at the point because Federer has been fairly vocal about what he's doing. You know, you know what he's about, and to for him to not have said anything, I was very confused. The only time he'd been you know kind of under the wire was with Cam, and that's because pure pageantry of just bringing cam in of course just to you know say screw you a second time i didn't think we would be able to do it a second time around but if you talk about it i'm sorry you're not for fourth and inches and you're keeping cam on the sidelines don't don't any uh, a, a, a mighty might football player who's just walking on the field could tell you who to play in that situation. They could look both of them dead in the eyes and go, no, I'm playing Cam Newton because why wouldn't you? Why would, if you're going to have Sam and you do a misdirection, you do some something else, have Sam, what Sam could have done, you could have rolled him out like Ryan Tannehill. Perfect play. Roll, do the naked bootleg. No one's going to touch him. It doesn't matter if he's as slow as Peyton Manning. It's going to work. But no, instead you decided to have him literally stand up and then fold like a pancake. Like it's not, it, it don't work. The thing with Chuba that I want to say, though, is that you look at all these teams with successful offenses and successful that are in the playoffs right now. Packers, Cardinals, Titans, they have got Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott goes down, Tony Pollard, Derek, Deontay Foreman, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. They have a guy who can play in their system without it. Even freaking, what is it? Uh, oh, I can never remember the Cardinals guys. I never remember them. Uh, I think oh, was it was it Trey Edmonds and James Conner? I think that one. Yeah, James Conner even came in and is serviceable. Like so, if you if you don't run with Chuba, at least continue to use him like that, so that you have that guy there for the long haul, and you can have some. Because if McCaffrey is your guy, I mean, I was thinking about it, and Shanti, we've kind of gone back and forth with it, and I saw you do it on Twitter. If we lose McCaffrey and Cam, and 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 Rule stays, that's a lot of stomach, man. That's a lot. It was enough to try to stomach Keekly and Cam and Greg all leaving, and Rivera. Yeah, this one, this, this is tough. I mean, we know the Cam, we know the Cam reunion was coming to an end, but I'm actually not as sad about that as as I once was. After the pressure, I feel a lot better. I, I'm I actually have my coaching with Cam leaving. Like I don't think Cam really. I'll be honest. I don't think Cam sounds like he wants to come back. I'll I'll be. I think he's gotten his closure with it. I think 
I, I believe he's got my culture with that as a as a fan. Now losing McCaffrey, see, I'm now that's it's too late for that because that should have happened two about two years ago or or last season. It's you, you got to keep him now. It's too it, it's 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 too late to try to to try to say now. Oh, oh, oh we want to see what his trade trade value is. Well, that should have been at the height of height of his powers before all the injuries. Now, if if I'm any team, he's the, I'm not I'm not giving up more any more anything more than a second rounder for him. You know. Yeah. Let me let me say this about Cam, because you guys know that I've kind of, you know, I push back a lot of times with Cam. But watching his presser, I agree with you guys. I think that there's a lot of closure involved on his end. Um, I think it's a lot of good closure for Panther fans. But I don't know, guys, in my 53 years of being on this earth, and I'm going to be honest, I have, and, and I'm going to go make you guys probably happy and sad at the same time. I don't know that I've ever seen a sports franchise – destroy a man and 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 i don't and 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 what i mean is or just drain everything out of him or or treat him the way they have they didn't do it right the first time and they sure as hell didn't do it the second time and you know you guys talk about losing him and losing cmc um and bringing rule back rule is going to be back we know that Let's just, let's I think, just, I think the press conference would have been a lot different from Cam had the notion been that Rule wasn't going to be there. I think his perspective might have been a little different. Well, and I think they probably – I think Cam came to the conclusion, okay, they're going to keep him, and that means they don't want me. Um, and, and, and it's sad. It, it is. And, and I, here's what I'd love to ask you guys, um, and you can just answer it real quick because it hit me today. You know, Cam leaves, you get Rule back. Uh, rule today when asked the question whether Sam would be the starter or not. I don't know if you heard his answer. It was kind of like, well, he's got to do some improvement. He's got to protect the ball better. You know, Fitterer and I have to sit down and kind of look at this situation. Like, I thought he would have said, hey, you know, we're all in. He's our guy or whatever like that. Season's done. What do we have to look forward to? Nothing. Uh, absolutely nothing. I'm sitting here going, sweet, what are we death. I mean, <laughs> Even if you're talking about my thoughts right now is, and here's the gist: we're going to come to this doing this podcast in April, and our main discussion is going to be how did we screw up the draft? I'll be honest, you know, I have, if, no if I have zero confidence in Matt Rule. If it's not, if it's not an offensive line, then then it's then it's then it's done. Yeah. I, I have zero confidence in Matt Rule. I have, and and I'm not being mean. I don't have a lot of confidence in Fitter right now, but what I really am starting to question a little bit is. You know, Dave Tepper, what are you doing with your money, man? What What are you doing? Are you going to be an owner that's going to step up and say some things? We haven't heard anything from him. The best thing about sports radio today was here we are at the end of the season, and they were saying he's probably on some yacht in the Caribbean. <laughs> but we haven't heard from Te- – like, what do you want? What do you want? It, I I'll know. say this. The only way the offseason is, is, has any type of success is if you sign Pep Hamilton as your O.C. That would be the start. Get Pat Pamela as, as the OC. Uh, Fred, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I, heard, I think I heard Federer say, or there was a quote saying that that Donald is coming back. I, I don't think they have a way, at least for at least for now, right. until they, unless they can figure out a way to get rid of get rid of that contract, which I think is gonna be yeah. is gonna be impossible. Um, then yeah, he's gonna be coming back, which pretty much locks him lock, locks him in to be the starter at, at the very least, and you either go draft and you probably go draft the quarterback. I don't know why PJ signed another year. I don't know what that thought process was. I would have, if I'm PJ. You know, they keep making these decisions prior to the new guys coming into their positions. 
I, I can't understand why you would sign people because, to a one year deal, or you don't know before you or, sign, before you hire the OC. Yeah, or you don't know who's out there. You don't know who's going to be out there. You have no idea. Like they they somehow just, at the same time they somehow at the same time make decisions either too quickly or yeah. not quick enough. They and, and they, he, they they there's no middle ground. And and you mentioned Pep Hamilton, which I think would be a great hire. So help me if you go get Bill O'Brien or Jay Gruden. I'm not. I will, I will lose. I, listen, those two guys have done nothing but destroy the franchises they were with as head coaches. I could deal with Bill O'Brien more so than Jay Gruden. I, I cannot I cannot justify a man who gave up Hopkins for what yeah. he did and put him – I don't care that he was head coach and GM. I don't care. We don't need any more hysteria in that front office. We don't need it. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine Matt Rule and Bill O'Brien together. That just that terrifies me. Yeah, that just, I, it, just terrifies me. It, the only thing about Pep Hamilton is this: I, because I think he'll be getting the head coaching offer soon anyway. Yeah, if he's on, is it, if he's at least on the staff, we got a pretty good idea that Rule won't make it past year three. I just, I mean, I, I think, I mean. For pers- personally, personally, and I saw an article about it too, and I would have loved it if we would have. It would have been better had we kept Cam. Out, and I would have loved chasing back after Scott Turner. I wouldn't mind it at all. Scott Turner performed very well in his tenure with us. I know it was overshadowed by some other things, but I liked it. I also yeah. think if we could get, I mean, I don't know if you'd want to take a step back, but it's what I talked about last week. We talked about head coaches going back into coordinator roles. Flores, whatever you want, we'll give you the keys to the city. P- defensive coordinator, please. I know he's not going to take it. He deserves better, but okay. But please, let's just can we can we shift for just a moment and, and just talk about that for a second? Because I don't know what I, I have. Listen, the Miami Dolphins have had I think in the last twelve. I saw it today ten to twelve seasons. They've had three winning seasons. Flores has had the last two. Tell me a coach that goes one in seven. The team isn't jumping ship. There's everything going on, and then you win. Seven eight in a row. One. Eight and, and one. Yeah, and you and I mean it's like and here's the bat and listen, we can go down this road or whatever. That is a bad look for the NFL. Oh, oh yeah. horrible look. That is oh, a yeah. horrible, it's... horrible look. And here's the deal: somebody is going to get a hell of a coach. And I don't think he'll go. I, I agree with you, Jack. I think if you could get him, I don't think I don't he's gonna jump back into a, a coordinator role because I think he's too good as a head coach. I mean, if I'm I, listen, if if I'm Chicago, that's known for my you know defense in the past and stuff, go do that. I mean, you know, Nagy's gone and and, and everybody's gone. I mean, but Miami just the only a, way that gets rectified is if Bianami gets that job. It's the only way that things get even. You get an offensive minded coach, new system coming into that organization with what the yeah. weapons they could have. Yeah. That's the only. I agree with you, Jeff. But that's the only thing that could rectify it. I mean, you talk about it. You said it. Brian Flores went. Eight and one. Matt Rule went one and eight. And can we t- Zimmer? Zimmer beat us, didn't he? Rule or Flores? Yeah. Flores beat us, didn't he? Look, all the coaches that got fired better than Matt Rule. That's just, just, I, just, I, just, Nagy. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 Matt, 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 oh yeah, Matt Nagy's still better than Matt Rule. But it's not, C- now, it may not be by. I can't even say that. Matt, Matt Nagy's made the playoffs multiple times in Chicago. I was saying because you know from all like the leftover from when we were at that other place. My Twitter is still filled with a bunch of Bears fans, and they hate Nagy every oh, day. No. Oh, but no, oh, Nagy's trash. Like, I, like it, it, it's, it's, it's a hard thing because I mean Nagy's trash, but 
If you can get Mr. If you can get Mr. Bisky to the playoffs multiple times, I can I kind of gotta say you're right. talented. You got right. something. You know, you may not be you just may not be an elite head coach, but you're good enough. Well, you know, I, I agree. I do agree with what you said. Any of those coaches are better than Matt Rule. And let's just like um just real quick, and I pulled this up. You went eight, you lost eight of your last nine games. Okay. And in your last seven, your last seven in four of those games, well, three of those games, no second half points. One of them you scored seven points. And then you did 14, six, and 10. You scored 37 points in the second half in your last seven games. You're not going to, and, and here's the problem making the second half adjustments. Now, did you guys see the stat? And I didn't know this that no defense gave up an opening TD. Like the Panthers were the only defense that never gave up an opening uh, opening drive TD the yeah. entire season. Because the the they, the no, they start out they start really out great. Right. right. But, but then, was, then but the, wheel, the wheels fall off, they fall off. And But that's strictly coaching. That is when the wheels start to come off the bus, you figure out a way to get it done. You figure hey. out a way to get it done. And, I mean, you know, you got uh, – I don't know. I mean – Well, I'll tell you – I'll tell you what this game showed me, at least defensively. Middle of the field is wide open. The linebackers have no presence. Gronkowski yeah. looked like he was – it was 2011. Yeah. He was running all over them, all over he, them. There's he, no linebacker presence. The, Car- Carter and I think Hassan were, or, or Luvu were arguing all game long. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what was happening there. It, it, the linebacker presence ever since – uh, Chad Thompson's foot injury against Dallas, that was pretty much the end of the linebacker presence. From before, that yeah. on. Because that first month of the season, Chad Thompson was everywhere. And, I mean, the, at the rate he was playing, you could have made a case for him to be defensive defensive player of the year at, 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 a, at a certain point. But once that foot injury came, it's a, 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 planner, a planner injury, he never was the same. Jermaine Carter, we kind of, we started to see all of the holes in his game and I saw that, <laughs> but <laughs> but you started to see more that Jermaine Carter's more. He, he's he's a reserve linebacker. That was a reason why he wasn't starting all those years before. We gave him a, we gave him a shot, didn't work out. Um, the defense just like I said, outside of the uh, of their first half play, they don't play well past first. They don't play well past the first half either. They 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 were just bad as the offense as far as not being able to not be able to generate pressure, not be able to generate stops. I mean the last. I mean with, with the with with the season that Hassan Reddick had, you 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 would have thought that the Panthers' pass rush would have been constant, but it goes away from from for the majority of the games. You know Hassan Reddick, while, while he applies pressure, it's hit and miss, and they're not again. It's just it's not that level of consistency from from a from a young talented group. And I, I got to look at the coaching staff, even though we all assume, even though we all say that you know Snow has been the better coach of. of of the entire staff for the last two years, he's he's still not a, a NFL DC a NFL defense coordinator level of a coach that can that, that can help you win championships. I just think of and th- that was the concerning part to me is that I know we have an offensive coordinator opening, but to not even be shopping any defensive coordinators either because you're gonna get to a point when you have these young guys. Phil Snow is not a haymaker. He's not a teacher. He's not you know he's not gonna do the and so I'm worried about guys like Brian Burns. I'm worried for his development. We have someone who is a generational talent right now. And unfortunately, and I'm not trying to downplay Hassan Reddick, but Hassan Reddick obviously has, you know, he's 
his, his ceiling is not as high as it could be. I'm afraid Burns turns into another Hassan Reddick, some guy who just flies under the radar for most of his career and then shows signs of life. I mean, it just seems to me like Burns is getting is getting you know pigeonholed because of the lack of coaching on this team on this defensive you know staff. And same with guys like I mean, I like C.J. Henderson. I, I think that he still had that raw talent, and I don't really know what we're getting from him. Clearly, we have no safeties whatsoever. No. If we're not if if the if if, if it, it, the only thing you could do for pick six, if it's not an offensive lineman, is get a safety. You get me a good safety. There's some guys in this class that I wouldn't entirely mind getting. Maybe not first round, maybe not that high, but if you're gonna do it, I don't know if you wait that long. I'm talking. If I'm thinking trades too, if you don't go offensive line right off the bat, the only, in my mind, the only thing I can see that we could maybe get done, and it depends on how much they like Keyshawn Vaughn, send McCaffrey to the Buck. I know it's sending it to a division team, but to get it out, to get listen, to get an Ali Marpet, to get Tristan Wirth. You know, to get one of their guys, I, 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 I might bite the bullet and say, yeah, all right, we'll do it. Because they, I, I know it would be, I, I don't want to give them any more weapons that they already have. But the, yeah, but I yeah. just don't, I just don't know who's going to take a, who needs a running back that badly. Well, no, and let's be real. What is, and, and, and Shanti's brought it up. Who, I, and this is, and don't get me wrong, I don't mean to make my listeners mad and stuff. Tell me how valuable. McCaffrey is right now. I mean, you got a guy who hasn't finished the last two on years. Any, on any other team, Jeff, not that much. But from coming from the Panthers organization where people leave our organization and then they decide to rejuvenate or blossom, I he'd, think, be, I, he'd leave and be fully healthy. Here's what, here's what I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see Sam Darnold at quarterback. You're going to see uh, Chuba Hubbard in the back backfield with whoever. You're going to see DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and CMC in the slot. I just and he's gonna be a slot receiver. I just you see that like you see the other way around. You see Debo, Curtis, you know, you see guys coming from the wide out into the backfield. You just don't see it the other way around. You got the Wes Welkers and the Danny Amendola. Look at what Danny yeah, Amendola did yesterday. I'm sitting there going, you put CMC in that in that slot, let him run wild, let him get it. I mean, it's just a thought because here's just if you have an offensive coordinator that can facilitate that and call the right plays. Yeah. Well, and you know, you mentioned your DC and OCs and stuff, all the good DCs and OCs right now, they're being, you know, it's on the phones on social media. They're all being looked at for head coaching jobs. Yeah. So you're going to get, you know, there's not that many openings. And the amazing part is newsflash, all of these organizations, all these teams are going after experienced NFL players and, and, you know, or coaches and not college coaches. <laughs> no, like Pat, like Pat hey, I, said, we're a high school team. Well, I mean, he ain't too far off. I mean, I, I mean, even the guy that we're targeting, like Jay Gruden, I think Jay Gruden will probably take the job, but Bill O'Brien, like if you're Bill O'Brien, I think about it, you're playing for that championship game to, like right now. Right. Like, as, as we're recording this. What's the, what's the better job? OC at doing- or OC for Carolina? He's doing no work right now to get that success. He's he's just sitting there. Hey. All he's doing is building up his resume. That's all he's doing. Not really might, doing anything. Hey, we might be able to pull Frank Reich away from the uh, Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, listen, seriously. Hey, that, that, let, me just, let me stop you right there for a second. I'd rather have Sam Darnold than Carson Wentz. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. But listen, like, I mean, Frank Reich. Well, yeah. I, I could have kicked Frank Reddick out of bed. I ain't going to do that. Like, it's like a Norv Turner kind of thing for me. Like, I think. He lives in Charlotte. Does he really? Huh? 
Does he really? He actually, yeah, y'all may know this interesting story. He started a seminary here before he got into coaching. I didn't know that. That's he was he was a pastor and did seminary work. <laughs> what odd? Something new for you for the day. But but I just I. You're you're gonna get to this point where you're gonna have nobody. Like you said, you're gonna be. It's gonna be bargain bin again. Or you're gonna make. I, I, you know what's. I mean, I know what's gonna happen. I know what's gonna happen. They're gonna make Nixon or Nixon. I keep screwing that up. Which we'll come back to that in a second. Um, they're gonna make Nixon the full time coordinator, just like they did it with, just like they did it with Herney. And praise the Lord, Gettleman has retired. The Jets or the Giants have now Here's gotten to escape that. <laughs> Terrifying thing. Another retiree that we need to talk about is Mick Mixon. Mick Mixon, like, was my childhood as a Panthers fan. You grow up listening, like, we'd be leaving church or leaving wherever on the way home, trying to make it back before the Panthers game starts. Don't get out till 1245, trying at home. And you'd hear Mick and you'd hear, you know, you'd hear the radio broadcast for so long. For so right up there with like you know Bill, with with Bill Rosinski in terms of you know great Panthers play callers and I, I I have to read a bit more into the article into what he is doing I think it's something with music I haven't fully I didn't fully read it but just hate to see him go wish the best for him and you know in the rest of what he was doing I loved Mick and Jake Delome and it was and Jordan Gross that was the that was our radio broadcast team this year and I listened to a couple of those games this season and just Mick's voice was insane you know and, and we I think it was it was Kenny before him, or Kenny with him, and Kenny left a couple years back. Just though they, they were my childhood, and it's sad to see him go. And I'm interested to see who they bring up next. It's got a big shoes to fill. Yeah, it's just, it, it disappointing that none of the legends got to go out on the greatest of terms. That 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 that's that's the sad that's the sad part of, of all of you know, especially you know when preseason football starts, you start to hear the, you start to hear those broadcasts, hearing hearing his voice uh, take 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 over the preseason. You know it's time for you know you know it's time for Panthers football. You know what I'm saying? It's a uh, like you said, like you said, Jack. I mean, he speaks for he speaks for an entire generation of Panthers fans that that that, that have been here since the beginning. So I mean, again, sad to see him go out on a year that wasn't as memorable. But again, kudos to what he's done in his career. Um, nothing, nothing, nothing but greatness came from him as, as behind a microphone. And one real quick thing: the thing that Nick did so well is if you're listening to those games, he never sound dejected he never sound you know like he never was pessimistic he every play you thought panthers were scoring a touchdown like he always kept it real and kept it reliable and just kept your spirits up honestly and that's what i will miss most about him well he was he was real he was genuine he was great at painting a picture i mean you could always oh, yeah. feel like you were at bank of america stadium or wherever they were he would um, tell you what color yeah. brian burns shoelaces were right. like he yeah. would tell you all that and he just had this. He had well, he had like we're not talking past tense like he's gone. We're talking like he retired. Um, he, you know, he was always going to tell you like it was, and he didn't go like he wasn't like I'm not going to tick off the coaches or I'm not going to tick off the owner. I'm not going to tick off Jerry Richard. If he was ticked off, you know, Mick, Mick Mixon was going to tell you how it was. You know, what I'm getting at. He was going to say how he felt, um, which is an awesome deal. So, um. You know, yeah, it. You know, his voice. Um, and it was so pure. He had just a cool radio voice. Um, so, best of luck in his new endeavors. And uh, we'll see who fills the shoes. That's going to be big, big shoes to fill in terms of the guys that we've had calling Panthers games. You know, there in the past. But I just saw that. You know, for someone who we live live off of audio, and live, that's someone we can all emulate because that's just. It's 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 very 
not very often you have someone who sticks around that long and does it that long. And right. it was just, it, it was, it was good to see the, the team honor him as well. You know, looking ahead now, talking just about some other stuff. I just, I look at the slate, the slate of this team, sixth round or the sixth pick. This is, I mean, we've been trapped in the top 15 for since the Super Bowl, I think. years now? Yeah. <laughs> Almost. And I just, you're going to get to a point where it's like, what are these, what are these picks for? What are these picks for? And, and I, and I wish Tyler, you know, would come on to give a super, super early, you know, uh, mock draft for at least that pick. But like, I, I mean, y'all know my stance. If it's not offensive linemen, what are we doing? Like, I don't think it's a time. I'm afraid they're going to go best available like a college minded coach would. I'm afraid they're going to, but Scott Fitter, you know, he changed that. He made sure we didn't kind of do that from the year, from, you know, the year before. But I just, because that was what I thought. I mean, while Derek Brown obviously was a great choice, he wasn't the need we needed to fill at that moment. And while he has been deficient for the team, like, and I know obviously JC has had its own stipulations, but that's like, no one could have foreseen that. And he was, if he had kept growing in the rate he was doing so, I think he would have, you know, I think he would be up there with Diggs or up there with, you know, um, with Micah Parsons. Yeah, he was playing at a high level. So, I mean, the only thing we hope is that he comes back healthy. And can and can bounce back, but at, at that pick, I mean, the first thing got to be to trade back, just just to risk to recoup what you've lost in in in, in, in these past couple of trades. Get a sec, get a second round pick. Try that's got to be to go. Get your get a second round pick. Uh, move back into the into about the teens. This is a deep offensive line draft, and and what the question now is, do you trust Brady Christensen to, to be your left tackle going into the next season? Because we saw very little of him. And I mean, Rue refused to play him at left tackle. So now we really don't know if he can play left tackle for a full season. So we go in, so we go in with question marks there at a very critical position. Um, Deontay Brown, can can he hold down the guard position? Well, we only saw him for not even a full game this past weekend. Saw him from handful a handful of plays. So we still have we still have questions there. So I mean, it's just the what what they decided to do with this rookie class. Left, left a lot to be desired because we really have no answers. We don't know if any of these guys are actually the answer at their respective positions right now. I think you've got to go. I, I agree with you. I think you got to stockpile your your, your picks. Um, and 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 you know, uh, Scott Fitterer, you're on the clock. I mean, you're on the clock now. Um, so I, I think you 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 stockpile those picks um, and go that route. You know, as you think about the Panthers too. Listen, okay, we give Sam Darnold a hard time. We assume he's going to be the starter. PJ is there. Is PJ going to back him up? Um, which it seems like it will be. Maybe. Um, you know, do you go best? You know, I think you 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 trade back. You you stockpile your picks. But I, if you think about DJ and you think about Robbie and you think about Hubbard and you think about CMC and if Sam can get the job somewhat done, you got to go offensive. If you do not go offensive line, you're 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 a moron. I hate to say I mean, you're a moron. I mean, it's just simple. Go get yourselves a couple of, you know, just a couple. But you have to have the right, and and, and here's what's, this is where Fitterer needs to take control. This is where Fitterer, and, 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 and maybe he doesn't have enough brass cojones to do it or whatever. But, I mean, Matt Rule needs to step back, let Fitterer do his job some, and go get players and go get that offensive line. Uh, that's that. That's it. 
And, and, and unless they do it, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long road. See, here's my thought process though. First off, talking to the offensive line, you know, Sean Tishman, you know, talking about Brady Christensen. What do we have to lose? How could it get, how could it be worse? Zero. How, how could it be worse? At this point, the offensive line, no one's job is secure. I'm not even saying Moten's job is secure at this point. I'm really not. Like, because I, I mean, he can play, he's going to play anywhere they tell him to. So even his position isn't cemented in this offensive line. So at that, at that point, Move everybody around. Do what you need to do till you find that perfect, you know, perfect lineup to the best of your ability. If it's not Brady Christensen, who is it? <laughs> you know, if it's not Deontay Brown, I, I, I mean, there's obviously other guys, but I'm like, so for me, just get your guy. Just get your guy. Problem is, Jeff, you talked about Scott Fitter like taking control. First draft, Herney, a puppet, not even saying anything. We saw Rule and his staff got their draft, did nothing with it. You had Brown, you had Shin, and Yeter. I mean, they're, they're not nothing, but you know, like very, very limited. This this draft, I think, was about fifty percent fitterer, maybe sixty percent fitterer, forty percent, you know, rule, maybe other way around. What does it amount to? Where was Terrace? Casey, I know that's not putting on JC. What if you don't? You, you barely played Christensen. You barely played Tremble, like you said you were gonna. You barely played the long snapper you decided to draft, or Brown. Like that, like so. The problem is that, like, you can, like, we all thought we sat here, we looked at that stacked draft class and went, okay, we have some hope. It amounted to nothing under this coaching staff. So my fear is you could, you could fall back in the draft, you could build up your picks. It's the same coaching staff, and it's the same coaching staff that you've had for these last two. And so I think this one will be pertinent for for Fitter because you're right, Jeff. I think Fitter needs to have a hundred percent, if not, you know, eighty percent control of this okay and say matt go sit in the corner with your dunce cap on and don't say a word for the next four days well there's got to be some respect factor there and we've talked about them working together and and stuff but you're right the the gm okay can i just go on a tangent one second my apologies john robinson let's just be real i mean he has made the titans really who they are along with mike vrabel but two years ago 2019 jeffrey simmons A.J. Brown, Nate Davis, Amani Hooker, David Long. God almighty. Five starters. Five, you know, that, you know, it's, it's you know, and it's just, they're, they just, you know, and maybe Fitterer needs another year, you know, to get it done. And I have faith in Fitterer or whatever, get the job done and stuff. But I, I just, yeah, I, I. I think Matt Rule should have been sitting in the Jacksonville Stadium yesterday dressed as a clown with all the other fans. I just I just don't really have any true aspirations to just be invested in this team until That's, Scott can get his head coach there. I just can't I, I, can't, right? I can't I can't I can't believe in this. I I I mean we I, I we've seen enough. We we we've we've called it pretty early about about what we were seeing. We've been we've been pretty much right from from from, from the beginning. Um it's just a waste of time, honestly. At, at, at this at this point, and that's, that's what it feels like, and I hate to feel that way because you know I I love this team and I, and I love covering this team, but it it feels like a waste of time to truly get any any of our hopes up. The, the thing that they're gonna be able to figure it out because you know when you you when you win when you go back to best season win, winning five games with no signs of improvement, like how do you get like I, I like I was watching yesterday. I'm like, but I mean, how far are we away from being? One of those teams, one of those seven teams that made the playoffs. Like how far? 
or how far are we from that? We're we're a ways away. And not because of players, it's just because of coaching. And and that I can't tell you how to get to that. I, I don't I don't I don't know the blueprint as to how to how to see a coach improve from being a five a five win coach to winning nine nine games like like a Brian Flores. That's why I can't understand why Miami you would get rid of a coach that could win you that many games in a season because it's hard to win in this league. Okay. And when you find a guy that can get you nine to ten wins a year, you hold on to him for dear life because there's not many of them that can do that. Here's just in a nutshell, and here's what I've learned watching Matt Rule for the last two years. You have player coaches and you have coaches. And what I mean by that is he's not a player's coach, if you ask me. He's not the type of guy that these the guy's going to rally around. He's not this guy who's going to be – listen, Brian Flores, he had people buying into who – wait, we can do this. We're one in seven, but we can still do this. And we can do it well. And there's just a a sense of um, – I, I just – I and you and you mentioned it, Chantiz. I mean, you guys are diehard Panther fans more than I am. I'm more of the football guy. Tell me where the hope is. I I, 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 I just – I listen to Matt Rule, and I just want to, like – I want to vomit. I want to, like, all right, Jack just did, and you probably can't see it. Everything that Matt Rule says, the next thing should be Cam Newton when he was the New England Patriot, and he just kind of falls down on the uh... – And, you know, I, and that's the thing about – go back and listen to Cam's press. He said a lot of things in there that, that really raised my eyebrows. It's about the things he said about helping keep guys in check on the sideline because they because they, they, they just weren't in it. They weren't either in it mentally or they were, or they were getting too emotional. And, and, and again, really speaking to – Pretty much, I can, and we saw it. Cam was more so the coach on on, on the sideline than, than Rule was once he got back. Yeah, and he had more control over that over that team once he got back. Like, like why is the guy that just got here two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, collecting everybody that everybody's huddling up, huddling up around him, listening to him like he's the head coach, like he's drawing up the plays? Because it was never Rule's team. It has never not been Cam's team. Even with these guys, half these guys have never played for Cam. Still, Cam City. That's why Rule didn't want him. Because it was never going to be Rule's team because Rule could not get the leadership that Cam can bring to the organization. It was never going to be Rule's team. It's still not Rule's team because Rule is not the guy who's going to make it his team. He's not. He wants to inherit. He wants to build up, build his own identity. But w- when when the you know when the dominoes start to fall, it's not his fault. He even said it about Sam Darnold and the fifth-year option and signing it way too early. He said it was a collective decision. No, that was not. That was who's, not. Who's, the, who's decision? Who's collective decision? You wanted the quarterback. You got, you got And you wanted to fit the option side. That's what you got. But, like, that, but, that, but that boils back into that college thing we talk about where when you're the head football coach of a college, it is you. You are the king. Everybody else follows underneath you. There is no GM. There's no owner. There's no whatever. You are the man. And it's just so incredibly nauseating to hear him talk. Uh, and, and what, what get, uh, you know, uh, I just don't. And here's the gist. There are going to be some good coaches that come out of DCs and OCs this year. Whether it's Byron Leftwich or Eric Bieniemy or whoever, you know, we keep going down the line. Um, who's going to be around next year? Like, you know, and I don't think Rule makes it four games next year. If he comes out and loses three or four games and it's a Crap show. I mean, I can promise you right now, you guys can, we can mark it down today's day or whatever. I can promise you week one of the NFL season, if the Panthers open at home, 
Bank of America Stadium will not be sold out unless you have, I don't know, unless you have Deshaun Watson or something like that. I, I just, I don't see where anybody, I, I mean, I listen to it every day, you know, going, riding around in some sports radio. Panther fans are, it's almost like <laughs> Panther fans are more worn out from this season than they are the last 20 months of COVID. <laughs> Right. I mean, I hate to, I hate to be like and listen, here's the bad part about here's the bad part about it all. And somebody said it today. I, I was reading it and I wish I could find it. The guy was like, COVID has brought me down so much that I just look so forward to football season. And the only thing it's done is bring me down even more. <laughs> I thought I couldn't be more depressed, and yet it, I am. It, it's it's just so many, so many things he said. So so many things Cam said besides just his future, it's like the, the not buying in part. That was uh, another thing I took, and I was like, "That's exactly what I've been waiting to hear." Yep. Nobody has said it, but but I, we knew the players weren't buying in because you can't. I, there's no way you buying buying into what's going on out there on the field. But but when Cam finally came out and said it, I was like, "Yes, this is what needed to be said." Like players aren't buying in. Nope, they're not. They're not 100 in on what this on, on what this guy is doing. So I mean, again, it plays into everything that we talked about. So I mean everything everything we've been thinking has had had, had had was was validated. You know what I'm saying? Guys aren't, aren't guys aren't bought in. There isn't a leader in that locker room that to, to really to really hold it hold everything in place. That the leadership from the coaching staff isn't there. So we're just a, we're just a lost franchise right now. We're we're we're, we're, we're a lost group. <clears throat> a bunch of young guys with no true adult in the room to put it to to, to help keep everybody in place. I think organizationally, at least in the front office wise, I think we're about a step behind the Bears and where they've been the last five, six years. They took, you know, they had that success. They had, you know, they couldn't get past the threshold. So they realized there was nowhere they could go. So they cleaned house and, you know, they tried. They did, they did the, made the mistakes. Nagy, you know, whoever they would have there at quarterback. And now, so the third year, fire Nagy, you got Fields last year, you got your quarterback. Which we all could have made arguments for, and now they're going to try to make that push. Now you've got your quarterback. Go get your guy for head coach, and could come away like you said, if if they can get if they can get Brian Flores. I mean that or Eric Bieniemy, Eric Bieniemy and Justin Fields together. Not you know well, I mean you, they. You talk about that NFL experience and everything like that. I go back to watching the uh, the Raiders last night, and I've watched the Raiders a little bit this season. Um, with I forgot the, the head coach, I can't remember his name. Bas- was it Basquiat or something? Like that? Yeah, or something like that. We're going to butcher it. Sorry. Yeah. But there's a coach who understands, Jack, you made it where I'm going, that you have Carr. And on certain situations, who do you bring in? in Mariota. Mariota. And it works. And it works because he gets it. And, and listen, Mariota like, has had no success. Well, okay. He's had a little bit of success in the NFL. He's not what we thought he would be. But you know what? He loves being on that team. He understands his role. If he's going to play three or four plays a game, he knows he's going to contribute because he's appreciated. Even when he comes in, Derek Carr is like, hey, I got you, man. This is awesome. You know, and there's just this sense of and, and he looks happy, even though he's not a starter and stuff like that. But he understands his role because he has a staff and a coach and a team and an owner that understands what this is about. We do not. And it showed when you did the freaking Fourth down, and you can't bring in what is probably, and I'll say it, one of the greatest athletes we've had in Charlotte, if not the greatest athlete we've had in Charlotte. Yeah, and, and, and if anything, the greatest short yardage running back of all time, if anything. 
I'm well, he, he has more. I was, was it? I'm trying to remember the record. He's top ten of rushing touchdowns. I think it's in the NFL. Think, in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. As a quarterback. Yeah. I think no. as far as active leaders, I think he's uh, yeah, he's definitely top five as far as active players. He's he's the top. He's top five in rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's and and I mean the man is three yards long in himself. Jeff talks about the greatest Charlotte athlete. He's the size of Larry Johnson, so he's <laughs> like he's he's obviously can get that. And it just and and you want to like I we say it every time, and I love it because they still come around. You really want to be a campaign? You're really going to tell me he's egotistical and selfish after that press conference? He could have Cam five years ago would have lit you up. He would have been at your throats and like talking about how he says he would be on board with being a backup quarterback. He said the thing that we've always said he probably wouldn't want to do. He said he would be a backup quarterback for a winning team. He yeah, admitted he, that. He just wants to, he just wants to win. He just I wants to win. I mean, if I'm Cam, if I was Cam, I would think, hey, let me maybe I go to Pittsburgh. They need I a quarterback. So. They need a guy. Let me go to Pittsburgh. But no, he said, I'm gonna be a backup. Could you imagine yeah. going to the Bears, backing up fields and trying to teach fields? I, that's the or going thing I to, thought of. Or going to the or going to the Ravens. I mean, Huntley's done a great job, but Lamar and Cam in the same quarterback room. Hey, I'll take I'll take him. Put in the backfield with Derrick Henry, man. I'd love <laughs> yeah, to see him in a Titans jersey. Are you kidding Lord. me? That's yeah. the most okay. lethal read option you could Dude, ever have. Him in the all white with the uh, number one with the Titans. Come on, no, but that but, would be sick. Ooh, but here's a just he let, makes okay, okay. Oh, sidebar. He makes every jersey look good. Who he does? He has the okay. Cam. He oh, has yeah. the penultimate football body. Oh, the Patriot, like when he had the number he one. Makes every yeah, it's, it's hard, bro. I have like a lot. Every jersey he wears is hard. Every single but, team. He can play for the Saints, say, and I'd still want to buy it. Like, it's, let, let me let me say this as been as the guy who's been the the kind of the, the the bad guy with Cam and stuff. I love him. I respect the hell out of him. And 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 five years ago, ten years ago, I was like, nope, you're a brat. You're a super. You're, you know, you're not a team player. Oh my god, he's been in the league for ten you're, years. Huh? Yeah. He's been in the league for 2011. We're old, bro. I'm not gonna lie. It's been so, 10 years since yeah, he was drafted in 2011. Um, so my gist has become though, as a man, as a man, forget football player, everything else, as a man to watch his growth. And and like I said, when I saw it today, it was it was a little it was a little teary eyed, it was a little emotional going, okay, this guy is like really kind of um you know, really, he stepped up and, and been the type of guy I'm going, okay, this guy um, deserves some praise and respect. Um, and here's the gist. He will go down more as, you know, a great Panther than Matt Rule as a head coach, if that makes sense. Okay, you say whatever you want Absolutely. about Rivera, but that by, that is a byproduct of Rivera. Absolutely. Out of doubt. Yeah. At, listen, no- Rivera, Rivera helped mold, like, you know, Rivera helped mold Cam in terms of, you know, hey, you're gonna sit because you didn't wear a tie on my bus. We right. remember that, what, right? Yeah. Throw the game because he didn't. Well, supposedly didn't. Right. I say we don't remember that decision fondly. But, yeah. but, but, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm getting at, Rivera. I mean that that it was a standard. It was a standard that that, that, that he upheld, and, and he he did he did he absolutely helped Cam become an adult. I, absolutely. I, I, I also think that Cam's one year in New England definitely changed his perspective a lot about his career. I oh, think yeah. it made him become a lot more. He became a lot more aware. I, I, not that he wasn't aware, but just how he operated as a professional seemed seemed to have changed. Like he seemed more like Bel- he seemed more Belichickian once he came back to Carolina and how he answered. He didn't. He wouldn't give you much. You know, he give you you know nice 
you know, good answers, thoughtful answers, but nothing, no, no clickbait. And, and here's real quick. Here's where I, I just, I just despise Matt Rule. The first touchdown Cam scored against um, whoever when he was back here, Arizona. Arizona, and he said, "I'm back." And you knew he was having fun, and you knew he was back, and you knew all the energy was there. And then this guy just sucked it all away. Yeah. If that makes sense, he just drained all the energy out of this, this, this person, the this problem. icon, this, this icon, this whatever. You know, what I'm getting at. It's just, it's, I. The problem is the problem is Jeff, and it's not on. And 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 you can and we can blame his. Everyone can say he's not the talent he used to be. He's not in his prime. No duh. Thank you for your analyzation. Thank you for bringing me that. The thing that changed was not Cam. Cam came back to this team, and it was not the Panthers he left. It was not the Panthers he grew up with. It was not the Panthers that he became Superman with. It wasn't even the Panthers he ended his career with. It was a completely different organization that looked nothing like it did back a year and a half ago. And that's – and I think – I mean, if I'm Cam, I would hurt. I would hurt. I wouldn't want to stay in that. I can see why Cam – it doesn't matter how, you know – how much the city means to him. I, why would you want to stay that? It's like seeing, you know, your friend, it's like seeing your college roommate and they're not who they were. Well, granted, and, and I think the thing was that always, you know, you could say whatever you want about the Panthers organization, whatever, you know, either lack of potential, you know, or never living up to it. But the thing, no matter what our record was, you had, you had headstrong, smart, and 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 mature wise men. You had Greg Olson, Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis. You know, you had Jonathan Stewart. You had guys, Ron Rivera. You had guys on that team that were that were just salt of the earth. They were the keep pounding guys that would make Sam Mills proud. I'm not saying these guys aren't, but now that's there's none of that. Right, I agree. They, and, and there's guys that are trying as hard as they can. Right. Jack. You know, Taylor, McCaffrey, they're trying as hard as they can to bring that. You brought guys in like Stephon Gilmore to co- kind of cultivate that a little bit, but uh, it doesn't exist. And that's the sucky part is that it. that's why the team looks so different than what it did a year and a half ago. You lost those veterans, and not even veterans, but just just those teachers, those mentors for those other guys and, and, yep. and, and yep. good examples there. We had a, we had a Walter Payton man of the year finalist almost like every year for four or five years there. I don't well, even know who, I don't even know who our nominee was this year. I think it was DJ Moore. Actually. I think it was DJ, which I mean, and he, we need to save him. We need to save him. We need to save him because he is getting wasted He's wasting away on our organization. And, you know, I, you, you talk about the coaches and stuff real quick. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, to me, like, Ron Rivera was the Carolina Panthers. To me, out of, all the, coaches, out of all the coaches that we've had, he's the one who kind of had that keep pounding mentality. You know what I'm getting at? I mean, John Fox, say what you want about John Fox. Um, he he got James, going, kind of when it got tough there at the end. Yeah, but 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 – you know, and, and you mentioned Cam Newton not being the Cam Newton he was. I would still take Cam Newton over probably 25 other quarterbacks, not passing-wise, but if I got to get fourth in the yard or I'm inside the five-yard line, and, and the problem is you have a coach who didn't realize that and doesn't want to realize that. And and the problem becomes when you had Ron Rivera, um, he understood and listened to Luke Keekley. 
he understood and listened to Cam Newton or to Thomas Davis. Do you know what I'm getting at? He listened to his players when they came to the sidelines and said, hey, this may be going down or I've got this issue, I've got this issue. And he went with them. And he, and he walked side by side with him and said, I'm going to do it. This guy's like, nope, I'm in charge. You don't like it? There's the door. And and there's your problem. We we don't have that. Um, and I know you say it, Jack, when we get done with every show, keep pounding. That might be the only <laughs> keep pounding part that's left in the city is when you say it. And I hate to be mean and I hate to be sad, but that's just kind of where we're at. You know, the saddest part is that, you know, and I and, and I and I like Tepper when he came in first game. I mean, I, I dislike him now. It's just I think he made some mistakes, but you know he he's gotten away from what he's gotten away from the identity of the franchise. And absolutely, was, and there and, and there was an identity. Oh, so absolutely. Even though we had we didn't have sustained success, we had an identity prior to. Sure. And now, and now that that they that identity isn't isn't there, it has gotten away from what the franchise model has been. And again, again, the, the guys that 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 we all. Think are synonymous with the Panthers are guys that fight through adversity, of course, and that's what every everybody does. But yep. hold, they hold, hold each other accountable. They they have they, they, there's a standard of them that they're gonna keep holding themselves to, and everybody and everybody else around them. And we don't see that from Matt Rule. Matt Rule's a, he's he's been he's been a finger pointer since, since he's came. Yep. He's been a guy that's it's, 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 uh, it's everybody else. It's a collective decision. It's it's not, but it's never solely my fault why things why, why things are going wrong and again I think just that precipitates to the to, 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 to the locker room and it creates a bad culture and it, and, that, and it speaks a lot what Cam spoke to in, in, in the presser yep. it, it, it culminated on the sidelines with guys not being focused guys being a little too emotional and not having a true adult in the room to, to, to hold everybody hold, hold everybody together and that's right. the sad part about what the franchise is right now yep I mean, you couldn't say it any better if I said it myself or if Jeff said it or if Tyler said it. It's just – it's the same things we've been saying. It's the same things we've been saying because – I and even even Steve Smith and Trey Boston both have now been – I've never seen Steve Smith actually be that vocal on Twitter like that. If Steve Smith is telling you that do they know what their identity is, do they know what their problems are, he he sees it. He says he, – he, he called – he said the Twitter, the fans clearly know what the problems are. Does the front office know what the problems are? Trey Boston's been doing it every single week. He's like, oh, we know where the problems yeah. are. Do y'all? I'm saying, put Trey Boston in as a, as a defensive coordinator. No, fan, we gotta get Trey Boston in the booth somewhere. I do. He's got, he, I agree. He's got, he, he's got to be. He's got to get on a microphone soon. He has to. I mean, because at least they're being nice about it. It's not. It's not like D'Angelo Williams, you know, just kicking us <laughs> while we're down. I don't know what. I, I mean, I know what we did to him, but I don't know why. Yeah. We haven't mended that fence yet, but yeah, I just think. Right. Also, speaking of C. Smith, uh, new Triple Crown winner, first time ah. in the city, Cooper Cup. Was Congrats to, get... to him! Hey, eighty nine, eighty nine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about how long that record. That record was there for seventeen seasons. Listen, sixteen seasons, I think. Listen, he, I, I, he won he, me my two fantasy he, football leagues. He daggled well, better be in the MVP running. Oh, I'm just yeah. right yeah. oh, absolutely. I'm just, hey. I mean, if you want to truly change it around, because Jonathan Taylor doesn't deserve it. And neither does um, Brady. And, you know, and, and you know, and, and he, does, he doesn't. You know, doesn't. And, and Rogers just that he makes me nauseous anyway. It, it honestly should be Debo and Cooper Cup should be in the hunt. And, 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 let, and let me just tell you this right now. He's the only reason they're in the playoffs. Let me, let me tell you this right now. 
I don't know in the last few years, um, like, I, I just, God bless him. I mean, I know we, we love our Gamecocks and stuff like that. The boy can ball out. He's been the most he, influential wide receiver since I mean, Tyreek Hill. I, I get stunned. I just – I'm stunned at, like, some of the plays he's made this year, and I'm like, what in the heck? Uh, it's just, you know – and he's you, almost just, for, you almost forget he was a Gamecock. You almost do. Right. <laughs> and I, I, I need people to understand what Debo's done. I mean, Cooper Cup had a phenomenal year. Congrats to him. I mean, he, he's he's dominated what he does. He wins the rock. But like D-Hop said, I win the rock. Every time, yeah. it, it, it's, it's consistent. But with, but for Debo, I only people understand how hard it is to be the, the number one option on the team and really be the sole reason why your team is winning games. Because the only guy I've seen do that consistently is Steve Smith. To be at the wide receiver position, that's a position that's so reliant upon right. what the other guys, what the other guys do, and he's still the he's still the sole purpose of how of how that offense operates. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and when he's dominant, fifteen total touchdowns on the season. I mean, he that that that, that is dominance. Yeah, know? and the funny part is finest. is that he's been doing that since South. It's no different than what oh, he's yeah. doing in South Carolina, no. and no one know, and no one knows. No one has nobody. Any idea. No one knows. Everyone's like, who is this? And it's because he's just he's been doing it since South Carolina. That's the funny part. And that's why I think he's I mean, he's throwing touchdowns now. He's throwing them. Bro, bro, 15 total touchdowns at wide receiver. And wide receiver, bro, to have 15 total touchdowns is, is, is insane. He had fourteen hundred yards receiving alone. Nearly total about two thousand yards of total offense. And to that's also a- to not even play his junior year. Right to play like what half of his senior season, and then to still go down last year. And not only that, man, you're, you know, we remember what he was doing before, prior to him breaking his leg, his junior, his junior year. He was he was a Heisman candidate. Oh yeah, man. he was truly gonna he was truly gonna make a run at the Heisman because nobody on earth. I mean, he he, he was hot he was hot as, uh, as, as fish grease at the time. He had returning kicks, returning punts. He, yeah, he had three total. He had three total touchdowns every game for four straight weeks. I think is what it was, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Insane. Top twenty-five came out today and had Gamecocks twenty-fifth. In in football? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like it was ESPN poll or something. They had him like they had him at number twenty-five. Look, man, Gamecock stock is high. Hey, Gamecock because, stock is because high. Because, because of who they put at freaking head coach who buys in. Do you think people would go? I mean, those players right now would go to battle. For him, freaking Chantis, who came back? Who, uh, uh, oh my god, we you, oh god, so many guys came back. Uh, RJ Roderick came back for another year. Josh Van came back for another year. Josh Van came back, guys with NFL stock. Yeah, yeah, these these were these were legit guys. We only had three guys leave, only three guys left to go to the draft. Uh, JJ Enigbarre, um, Zaquandre Wright, and Kevin Harris, which those, which two of those are understandable because they're running backs. You got to go get the money while it's good, yeah, you know, but. Uh, a lot of guys came back. A lot of guys are, are, they want to put together. They want to go see what they can see, see what they can go accomplish this year. And, and again, that's all because of the buy-in. These kids are bought a hundred percent bought in to yep. a coach, and they believe. Yep. And, and it, it's that it, 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 it's crazy how 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 many how how it's crazy how the room changes, and it does wonders when you have a guy you believe in a head coach. And if you're Tepper, and that's the aggravating part with Tepper, if you're looking, you're trying to look at the college gate. And you can't look right down the road to see what Dabo, for all he was, did to Clemson, what Shane Beamer's currently doing to South Carolina. And instead of following those philosophies, you just got you get a program rebuilder, a three and out guy, literally a three and out guy. And and that's what's aggravating about it. And so hopefully all we can do is 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 pray that they find a way to 
rectify everything that has happened and just rationalize some of the brash decisions they've made. And in that respect, they can regain a little bit of, of dignity and just identity for this organization. But until then, you have to keep waiting and hmm. keep pounding.